Hello and welcome back to another episode of the JMJ Missions podcast. I am this week's host, Dan Palmieri, along with my friends, co-workers, co-associates, co-founders, tri-found... Did you say tri-founder? Tri-founders works. Yeah, whatever (laughs) works. Anthony and Rock. Um, We got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about miracles, signs, wonders. Uh, Pentecost is coming up, so always a fun topic. Real-life miracles, miracles of Jesus, miracles of the saints. You name it, we're talking about it. And then whatever topic Ant wants to bring up for a little little small talk opening session. So we got that and more coming up. And uh, we'll pause now for the opening music. Good song. Great song. Every time. Every time. Same song every time, but great yep. song. Are we going to change it up? Nah. Why not? Maybe one day. It's like our theme, you know what I mean? Yeah, when we're older, we'll change it. It's our John. <laughs> Small All right. talk. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Small talk. Oh, we didn't start with a prayer. Oh. Well, Quick little whose prayer. Whose fault is that? That's my fault. I'm the host. That's my fault. Okay, let's do it. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, um, man, we already prayed like three times, but we're, just, we're doing it again on the air. So, um, Lord, thank you so much for uh, our, our day. Thank you so much for all the crazy cool miracles you did on Pentecost through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the miracles of Jesus. Thank you for the miracles of the saints and the other amazing things you do in our and our Christian faith, and our Catholic faith in particular, to strengthen our faith and to boost us when times get rough so we can have that faith that we know we need to have through, through the ups and the downs. We thank you for this, and we say all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Take it away, Aunt. Okay. Now, you guys might have to refresh my memory, because I may have asked you this before, so I really hope that I didn't. But the question is, would you rather never have coffee ever again or never have dessert ever again? Now, I know that I asked that on an Instagram story, but I don't think... Was this ever a podcast? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So just think about it for a second. Like, coffee. We need it. And also dessert. It's awesome. You got to pick one or the other forever. Like, Sandlot forever. (laughs) So I'll start with Rock. Forever. Which one would you choose to have and then not have at the same time? I would absolutely pick coffee because it's my jump starter every single morning. Um, there's mornings when I go without it and I'm just very miserable and very hard for me to, uh, you know, get started with my day without it. I could absolutely go without dessert, but wait, most of the time, most of the times I'll have my appetizer and then a salad and then dinner and I'm full. So I don't really need dessert. (laughs) It's ridiculous. True. Um, (laughs) but wait a minute, let's say it's Christmas night. And I don't have. I don't ever have dessert on Christmas Day. Not even on. No. Not even. It's very of the rare. Scenario. Maybe a cannoli. Just, that's it. For dessert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about Thanksgiving? Do you have, maybe you know? maybe a small slice <laughs> sliver of pumpkin pie, <laughs> but that's it. How small are we but talking? Those mornings, at least four to five cups of coffee. Really? On yes. Thanksgiving, you'll have four cups. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So that was easy for it's you. Freak. Very easy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, Dan. <laughs> Um, as much as I just made fun of Rock facially and verbally, um, I'm going to go with um, – I'd rather have coffee as well only because um, dessert is great. Like let me tell you, I love water ice. I've been on a water ice kick recently. I've been like packing one of them, the little ones from the freezer every night. <laughs> so, But I could I could obviously not use dessert. I could – I would definitely nice, be nice to cut down on sweets. So, but wait um, a minute, wait a minute, Dan. So let's say it's like July seventeenth. Oh come on! All the Palmieri's are down. They're an LBI. 
and like you guys just ate fish tacos no. and all your aunts and uncles and cousins they're going out and they're gonna get corbros or however you say that one weird ice cream place that they're and they're going there and you just have to sit back and just sit on a bench and just watch everybody eat it just yeah that's that. that okay that's gonna be really rough that's gonna be like i i will admit to you that would be a penance <laughs> that would be something i'd have to am i even kidding you actively offer up to god as a sacrifice but uh, you don't want to see me without coffee in the morning. That'd be a much, much poorer sight. I don't want to see you with coffee Same. in the that's morning. That's true. That's true. I, I look bad with coffee. <laughs> so without coffee, it's not going to be pleasant. Um, so imagine how I'd feel without Corbros or without water ice on that summer night. Um, imagine that times five every day in the morning and probably throughout the day at that point. So I'm going to have to just take coffee one because it's better for you too because i i absolutely need it yeah. I, it's it's very hard to like for me to believe the fact that you need it because you're just so jumpy and jittery and <laughs> yeah walking around whistling and singing all day well, maybe that's why he's like that because of the coffee no nah, well i don't know i think that's spirit... like your natural personality yeah. i would f- like that's not me right but and i, I need that in the morning i think spiritual energy <laughs> and physical energy are two different things I, like okay on days where i don't have time to stop for coffee because i'm running late i feel fine like i feel energetic but my eyes are literally falling asleep speaking i don't know of, how i don't know how you can explain that but that actually happens to me speaking Weird. of that dan i was running late i think it was a week ago and i looked behind me oh, in my saw. rearview mirror and there you were in your corolla i saw you man i thought and you were i thought see that and i thought man i'm pretty late he must be even more late because he's got to go a little further <sighs> but you, you went to duncan I did. I went to Duncan. Now, Aunt, what do you want? Coffee or dessert? Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll take coffee too because I'm, I'm legit addicted. I have probably 14 cups a week at least. And I just become happy when I drink coffee. I literally become a different person. Music sounds better. The sun looks brighter. It's it's kind of scary. sun looks brighter? I mean, look, just after a cup of coffee, I just notice how like what the sun does. Like it just, I don't know. It just lights everything up. You just likened coffee to when you're in love with a girl. <laughs> you know, everything looks better, tastes better, music sounds better. True. Well, True. I mean, I feel it. Mm-hmm. And then you get burned. <laughs> just oh, like literally yeah. and figuratively. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get, get burned. Yeah. yeah. That was slick. You just come up with that, that just now. I did. Thanks. All right. I'm pretty all right. proud of myself. So I guess we are all in consensus. Dessert has no purpose. Correct. No, right. but it does. None. But okay. <laughs> Is, can- right. is candy considered dessert? Candy's dessert because candy gives you dopamine oh, straight on. to the brain. Like if you have Starburst, your brain is like, thank you. And it literally makes you happy. It's sugar rush. Then you crash. Then you're depressed. Coffee so then you eat another Starburst. Happier. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to stop talking about Starburst. Uh, all right. Speaking of um, of uh, jolts, physical and spiritual, the topic today is the miraculous miracles and the reason i thought of this i mean i I was the host i mean i just realized i was the host like today um but the reason that i i thought about this was because pentecost is coming up and you know when i think about my own specific conversion um the miraculous played a huge point a huge part um in my change of heart at 19 and all of our change of hearts but for me specifically i'm a very logical thinker for me, once I have my conversion, I'm sure we're going to do a podcast, maybe a video in the future about all three of our conversions. We keep saying it. It's coming eventually. Um, but when the supernatural things that happened to us, when they happened, for me, when I realized that miracles did happen and that they happened to me, logically, I thought, oh, my gosh, God is real. Like, like it, it, God became Jesus, our church, our faith. The Lord became a distant thought, like, you know, 
maybe he's there, maybe he's not. Let me be a nice person, and hopefully I go to heaven if I'm, like, polite to people's face. <laughs> that was my thought of God, of Jesus. And all of a sudden, he became right here, right now, front and center, and then I started talking to him. I think going to confession that first night at 19 is what hit it off for me. And then realizing that uh, miracles do happen, looking up saints, looking up these things, made it was just it was as if God just showed up right in front of me and said, yes, I do exist. I'm right here, and you can talk to me. And then I started talking to him every day. I started making that the most important part of my life, and then it's all just downhill in a good way. <laughs> From there, um, feeling a, a whole new whole new person. I'm a whole new whole new creation. Now, I'm not perfect, but the miraculous is what started that off for me. God knew that I needed that logical proof. I'm a logical thinker of his existence, uh, that evidence. Um, Jesus says, blessed are those who haven't seen and still believe. For me, I need a little extra, um, but that's what, what I needed. So I feel like what better topic to talk about than the miraculous and the real life miracles that happened today and things that Jesus did. So um, I wanted to, and like I said, we'll talk about the miraculous things, the supernatural things that happened to us in a future future podcast or in a YouTube video. But for now, I wanted to ask you guys, what is your favorite miracle that Jesus did? Ooh. Most interesting miracle or favorite miracle? I was not expecting that question. I think I have to think about that for a second. Mm. You got something, Rock? I would say when he um, healed the paralytic and um, he basically said it was uh, remind me of remind me of what he said when he healed him because I forget oh, exactly so, what he said. I think it was at Peter's house, right? The paralytic's <clears throat> friends. Where they lowered him down. Lowered, they him, lowered down. him down. And honestly, that's another theme right there yeah. is that this guy had great friends. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's how it is for us, and we can talk about community again. We've talked about it before, but how important it is to have spiritual community to build you up. But Peter's friends, or the dude's friends, the paralyzed dude, <laughs> they carved a hole in Peter's roof, lowered him down, mm-hmm. put him in oh, front yeah. of is Jesus. It e- is it easier to to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? Right. Yeah. Everyone thought he was going to say you're healed, and yeah. Jesus says your sins are forgiven. Right. Number one, that's weird, because, like, yeah. would, you, would, would you expect that? Like, you know, why is... Like, why is he going to say that and not heal the guy? Number two, no one can do this except God. I don't know. Yeah. And so why is that your favorite? I don't know. It just is. <laughs> I mean, it's a good one. I just, I just like that one. story. <laughs> one came to me while, while you guys were talking. Um, this first one, or his first public one, when he turned water into wine, I just really like that because of its relation to Mary and how he didn't want to at first, and it kind of shows his human side, when Mary said, um, you know, like, I don't even know what she said to him, but... She said, like, the, obviously the wine ran out. All she, all she said is they have no wine. Right, That's right. all she needed to say. <laughs> yeah, and then Jesus' answer was, like, woman, it's not yet my time. And then, Dan, you actually taught me that when he said woman, it wasn't derogatory. Like, he wasn't saying, like, hey, woman. <laughs> right. Like, he was referencing Eve, right? Because she's the new Eve, the Eve 2.0. Right. So I always remember that once you told me that. And so Mary changed his mind. Like, Mary told him what to do. At first, he didn't want to because he knew that it meant that it would eventually lead to his death. It would be the first thing. It would be the beginning of the end. Um, but he knew what was right. And there's a line by the fray. It says, um, sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. Ooh. And that's what he did. He did the hardest thing and the right thing. I think society really needs to hear that specific line right now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. I think people are, this is totally a tangent, but I think people are so addicted to what people think of them. Everyone's so scared. No one has any courage to say what needs to be said, to stand up for the faith. Um, and so um, in Jesus, in, in that moment, Jesus 
taking a stand. I never thought of it that way, that, that this being the first mm-hmm. miracle is going to get him attention. Mm-hmm. And the attention that he got eventually got him killed, and he, as God, would have seen that. That's amazing. The other awesome thing about Mary, and it's May, it's the month of Mary, is that, um, you know, it's funny, is Jesus being God would have known that Mary was going to ask him to do that, or at least the Father, God the Father at least, would have known Mary is going to ask Jesus for this miracle, and would have known Jesus was going to perform the miracle. Maybe Jesus even knew. Yet what does he say? He goes out of his way to say, it's not my time yet. So think if you're Jesus, this is crazy, think of this. You know already that you're going to do this miracle, that Mary's going to ask you. But instead, you instead of just doing it, you say, it's not my time yet. I think Jesus was making a point. I think Jesus was making a point that Mary's prayers are really powerful. It's almost like he knows he's going to obey his mom, but just so it makes it into the gospel, he's like, it's not my time yet, almost leading her into it. Like, And what does she do? She ignores him. She doesn't even say, nah, son, you got to do it. She like as if this has happened multiple times. She just turns to the, to the, to the servants and go, do whatever, she, do whatever he tells you. Yeah. Which is just amazing. So mm-hmm. I love that miracle too. Yeah. And something else came to mind, Rock. I remember back in like 2011, 2012. I mean, I, this is kind of, I guess it's a miracle. It's a church dogma. Just the fact that Christ is present in the Eucharist. I remember mm-hmm. you would walk around all day. And oh, just yeah. say CPE. CPE. So like, like, why, why did you do that? Like, where? where I don't that... know. I, I, I guess it was just all new to me, and, uh, and the, just the reality of it all just kind of hit me, and it was fresh during my coming back to the faith, and I was just kind of on fire, and um, it just kind of bled out my attitude, and so I would just all say that all the time. Yeah, and people. back then I was so new. I didn't even know what, it, what you meant when you were saying Christ is present. You guys, I didn't get Christ is present. You I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> well, and me and we would say like, you know, no matter what, what happens, like you know, the, the the world could be on fire. You can lose your job. You can, you know, just get diagnosed with the disease. But hey, CPE, man, <laughs> like, yeah. Christ is present. You Eucharist, So who cares? Like, you used to got... say CPE and cheesecake. Yes, I did. So you did, did used to eat dessert. I, you're just, I, love, I yeah. love cheesecake. I yeah. just love coffee more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> That's funny. So, so that was Rock's line: was Christ is present in the Eucharist, and hey, go eat some cheesecake, and it's all good. <laughs> um, and it is all good. It's all good in life because when you know that miracles happen, and hopefully you don't even need the miracles to happen to have deep faith in God. But when you know He's there and He's got you covered, then the darkest of situations don't seem so bad. I'm thinking right now of Jesus uh, on the water. Um, when he walked on water, you know, um, the disciples are in the boat. There's a gigantic storm. It's scary. They think they're going to die. They look out over the sea and they see a figure, which they thought was a ghost at first, or some kind of haunting spirit coming at them in the dark on the water in the midst of the storm. And what do they say? They go, Oh my gosh, who is it? And then Jesus cries out. Um, it's me. Don't be afraid. Take courage, right? It's me. Another way to translate that is this. Um, if you translate the Greek, you can also translate it as I am. Don't be afraid. I am. I am being what the burning bush was uh, told, what God mm-hmm. in the burning bush told Moses when he described who he was. In that moment, when he's, by saying I am, Jesus is saying he's literally God. And what happens? Peter comes out, starts to walk with him. And the second that he takes his eyes off of Jesus, that's when he falls. Right? So in life... Um, God will give us little signs, little miracles, little wonders to remind us to keep our eyes on him. Because when your eyes are on God, then even if things don't make sense, you have you have the peace and the fortitude and the knowledge that at least they will make sense. And in heaven or maybe later on in life, you have that knowledge and it allows you to move forward through your trials, to keep grinding it out. 
you know, if it's for your family, you know, for your for your friends sake, for God's sake, literally for God's sake, for his the mission that he's given you in life, you keep your eyes on him and um, things tend to eventually make sense on a spiritual level. Um, but he knows that we're he knows we're fragile. He knows we're fragile. He knows our faith is shaky. He knows we're living in a fallen world. And that's why he gives us these really cool um, miracles. That's why Jesus had to do miracles, because if Jesus just spoke about love, I think this world was a little too um, we're a little too messed up. We're a little too numb. We're, we're, we're walking zombies. I don't think they would have listened to him if he just spoke about his message and his teachings and the Beatitudes without those signs and wonders. So um, can you guys think of any time in your life where a, it doesn't have to be a miraculous thing, but a little sign happened in order to boost your faith just a little bit at any point since your conversion? Again, I was not expecting that. <laughs> that <laughs> Loaded question. questions today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you if you don't have one, I can give you a minute to think. I got yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll rock. Do you want to bail me out? I don't really have anything like off the charts, but just just little just little answers little and little signs and um, answered prayers. I would say, um, just like the, you know the the bumper sticker I told you guys about from the Bible from the Book of Thessalonians when I was asking God really hard. For something one day and then the bible verse was presented to me uh and i looked it up and it said pray without ceasing was the answer in that moment that i i think god gave me just little things like that mm, very yeah. neat mm-hmm. you can go um one just happened to me yesterday actually um i well to preface things uh, a big part of our conversion is uh, meeting the family of servant of god maria esperanza uh, a woman who knew saint padre pio died in 2004 had many miraculous gifts uh, we know her family very well um now we never knew her but i still feel like i know maria speranza from heaven just from asking for her intercession from learning about her life from spending time with her family from prayer things like that and i notice that sometimes saints come in and out of my life you know sometimes i'll feel really on fire i'll feel close to a certain saint and sometimes they'll kind of be on the back burner it's rare in my life but in, every now and then for a week or two maria speranza despite being my favorite i guess you can call her a saint almost she's not quite a saint um we can't call her a saint yet until the church affirms that but um most likely in heaven um so it's not very like not like very usual that i don't feel closer but for about a week and a half the last week and a half i didn't feel quite as close to her and i and i, and I felt that absence so i was driving to school yesterday morning and i asked her for a sign that she was close to me and i asked her to just remain close to me and keep me close to her um, spiritually, just to know that she's still there. So I'm teaching my students, and um, the teachings that I was going through, that the one particular day, the lesson I was talking about was the Beatitudes, um, and also Jesus' parables. And the parable of Jesus that I uh, spoke about with my slides that I made was um, the sower, the parable of the sower and the seeds, where... Um, God goes out, and uh, well, Jesus talks about a farmer spreading seed everywhere, and depending on what kind of soil the seed lands on is how much the flowers sprout and how well they grow. Um, the sower is God, the seed is his grace, and the soil is the kind of is how open each person is to that grace. When we get to rich soil, soil that's really open, that's perfect for the seeds to grow, for flowers to grow, that's when you're talking about someone who's really open to the Holy Spirit. Someone who hears Jesus' word, hears God's message, and they're just on fire. They make it the pinnacle of their life. And I forgot about this, but during the lesson, when I got to the point of talking about rich soil, I had forgotten, but Maria Esperanza was the picture that I used for a, uh, as an example of someone who had really rich soil. And as I'm looking at this picture, she's just smiling, 
and I started to go into, you know, her life and just a little, just a little bit. And I said how she impacted me so much and how if she wasn't rich soil, I wouldn't be the person I was, I was today. And a student put her hand up and I wasn't expecting the student to say this, but the student said, Mr. P, Maria Esperanza must be so, so happy in heaven right now that you're talking about her. I'm sure she's so close to you and she must be so proud of you and everything that you're doing. Now, I wasn't looking for affirmation for myself at all. You don't want to ever go for that. God is the only, you know, is the only source of all our goodness. But what I realized in that moment was just that morning I had asked for a sign that she was with me in heaven and that she was like, you know, staying close to me. And then this girl out of nowhere says that, and I had forgotten that picture was going to be there on, mm-hmm. on, on, on the slide. Guys, I was, I was, I, I, I had to keep my composure, but um, I, it almost brought me to tears. In fact, yeah, it did. It brought me to tears today. When right, because you on knew, because you knew right yeah. away. That I knew that right was away an that was an answer to my prayer that yeah. I had said that morning. Yeah, Maria, yeah. please let me know you're close to me in heaven. And she says that it was the craziest. And then wow. co- that combined with the smile uh-huh. that I saw of Maria Speranza on the, on the, um, on that slide, it just, it just, I, I kind of snapped. <laughs> yeah. But little signs. Now that's not a miracle. There's nothing defying physics about that, mm-hmm. but God will give us these cool signs. Yeah. Is that something you do if you feel like God answered you? Do you get like a low key emotional? I do. Yeah. I really do. Um, sometimes I, sometimes I don't because like, honestly, he has done so many cool little things that it's almost like expected. Not that you want to put him to the test or expect him to give to bail you out. But, but sometimes, yeah, it's humbling. Mm-hmm. It's humbling because it, you realize, oh my gosh, I said a prayer. I forgot I said that prayer and then it was answered. Like it's humbling to know that it's a reminder like, yeah, God's there, but like, no, no, no. Something outside of me heard that prayer, mm-hmm. either the Lord, Maria Speranza directly, and then pulled strings, yeah, giving grace to one of my students to actually give me a sign. It's humbling to know I'm not just talking to myself. Yeah. And of course I know mm-hmm. that, but it's, it was a fresh reminder, like, whoa, something just cool just happened from the prayer that I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one. It's uh, interesting. Happened to me a couple of years ago. And what it was is I'm a teacher as well, and I really wanted to teach my students Psalm 91, but that's a really long prayer. It's 16 verses. So I was going back and forth. I was thinking, oh, man, you know, these students, they're not going to like this prayer. It's so long. They're, they're going to hate it. It takes like a minute and a half to say it. Like, it's a long prayer. So I, I was going back and forth in my mind and in prayer, too, and I was actually driving to work, and I was just saying, like, Lord, do you want my students to know this prayer? Do you want me to spend the time? You know, print out the resources, say it every day with them just to just to get it in their minds, just to add it to their arsenal of prayers. And I wasn't sure. So you know, I'm sitting in traffic. I was praying the rosary with this intention in my mind. And I look in front of me, and the car in front of me has a, a bumper sticker, which is kind of <laughs> funny because Rock just said a, a story yeah. about a bumper sticker. And the bumper sticker was just three letters. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen the bumper stickers that say OBX for Outer Banks, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like I've a pretty that, famous. Yeah. Just, it's a very simple sticker. It's just black letters with a white background. So this sticker that I saw was in that same style. It was three black letters with a white background. But the word, <clears throat> excuse me, the word said ASP, A-S-P. And if you know Psalm 91, ASP is a word in Psalm 91. And it's. I looked up the definition. It means viper or snake. So oh, yeah. as I was asking God, does he want me to spend the time to teach this prayer to my students i look in front of me and i see a word in the prayer wow, like, and that, yeah. that's a word that you don't that's you don't cool. see the word asp every day right in right fact, that's the only right. time i've ever seen it is on that bumper sticker and in some <laughs> Psalm many one right? yeah right. so i took that and actually i laughed out loud because dan it's funny you said you get like low-key emotional and so do i sometimes but with little prayers like that that again answered i literally will laugh out loud doesn't matter <laughs> where i where i am i just kind of go ah. then, yeah awesome little little mm-hmm. bursts of joy yeah um 
Yeah, so the, the, these cool experiences that God will give us, these little signs, um, I think also it's a constant reminder that God hears our prayers. Now, remember, he doesn't just talk to us like, you know, like we're hearing voices. Because honestly, I feel like that would almost mess with our free will. If like we talked to God and we just literally heard a voice back. Because then it's like, it would, it would. I feel like we'd get this vibe that he was always like, always up in our grill. You know what I mean? Like, and like we have to, we, we would almost start to do things out of fear. Oh gosh, he's watching me right now. He's he he's speaking back to me. Oh, don't do that. You know what I mean? So in order for us to get us to do things out of love, to do the right thing because we love him deeply from our hearts and not because we're scared that he's literally standing next to us 24-7, I feel like that's why he one of the reasons he doesn't just speak to us directly in words. Um, but these signs, they show that he really does speak to you, though. He really does, and he really does hear your prayers. And I think it just has to do with us praying for the right things, praying with deep confidence from our heart and meaning it, and um, praying with humility. I think if you do those three things, you mean it, you're confident about it, um, and humble, and you're praying for good things to happen, the Lord will give you signs. Yeah, and you, you got to do it more than once, too. You can't just give it one chance. And, you know, like, yeah, just like, oh, I, I prayed the other day, and right. it, nothing happened. Right. No, it's like working out. You're not right. going to see results after the first time you lift weights. Right. It's mm-hmm. got to be, like, literally from your the deepest, the depths of your heart. Not like, God, I hope you're there. Maybe you're there. Uh, help me out. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to be like, <laughs> like, well, you know what I'm talking about. That's how I used to pray in high school. Like, are you kidding me? And then I'll be like all shocked when the girl, you know, that I like didn't like me back, you know? I mean, not that God would have answered that anyway if I had prayer with confidence because then he'd be like, like messing with people's free will. <laughs> um, but like, I wasn't praying for the right things and I wasn't praying with confidence with my heart. Man, you, you pray with love for the good of your soul or someone else's soul and you deeply mean it from the depths of your being and you pray with trust. Not in the back of your mind like, hmm, I hope he hears me. I don't think it's going to work. Like, you know that if it's God's will, he's going to do it. He'll give you signs, man. Mm-hmm. He will absolutely give you what you need to persevere in your faith through the through the good times, through the bad times. Yeah. So um, I wanted to ask you guys um, about saints now. So these miracles are from 2,000 years ago, the ones we talk about when it comes to Jesus. Of course, we believe in our Catholic faith. They definitely happen. Um, but, of course, you know, an agnostic or someone could just say, well, those 2,000 years ago, you know, people fudged things. All right, what's your favorite modern-day miracle from a saint? This one I do have. Last 100 years, 200 years, something like that. Do you want to go first, Rock? I don't—I don't—I'll have to think of one. Okay. All right, so I'll tell mine. This one I just found out about a couple of years ago. There was a saint. Uh, he's a 14-year-old martyr from Mexico in the 1920s, St. Jose Sanchez del Rio. Oh, you so, love him. I know. I'm obsessed <laughs> with him. Um, his story is intense. You should definitely read his story. Uh, so the miracle that he got credit for was in 2008. And that wasn't that long. What what year is it now? How many? Let's do the math. 13 years ago. 13, <laughs> thanks. 13 years ago. Um, so in 2008, there was a four-month-old girl that lived in a town close to where St. Jose Sanchez del Rio was from. And the mom had a, a strong devotion to him who was blessed at the time. Um, so And her daughter four months old, had four different terminal diseases. I think, I don't remember what they were. One was meningitis. One was, I don't even know if this is possible, leukemia at the same time. Like, it was something insane. Like, she had four insane diseases at four months old. So, what the mom did is she just prayed hard and only to blessed Jose Sanchez del Rio. And so, there was no hope for the baby. And the doctors made the decision that they had to just kind of remove the plug and you know, let the baby die peacefully because they were trying to do everything they could and it was just time for the baby to just go home to heaven. So the mom made the tough decision to agree to it and they unplugged the monitors, they unplugged all of the the systems and the machines and what happened is the baby opened her eyes, smiled and laughed as soon as they unplugged the machines. Like they were expecting the baby to just peacefully die 
But she opened her eyes, smiled, and laughed. And to this day, she's probably, what, 13 or 14? Right. She's a real-life person. Right. And so this, uh, the church investigated this and gave the credit or the assist, because obviously God does the miracles. <laughs> the assist. The assist goes to St. Jose Sanchez del Rio. So I think that's awesome mm-hmm. because it's it's really modern. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I love I love those miracles. And you know, there's saints canonized, you know, multiple saints a year now. Pope Francis and John Paul and Benedict have been going on tears canonizing mm-hmm. saints. And that means every single person canonized had to have at least two medical miracles. Mm-hmm. And when the church, after death, not during their life, but yep. after their death, through their intercession, and when the church investigates these medical miracles there has to be absolutely no doubt about it not a trace of medicine not a trace of a natural explanation and even the doctors will agree because think about this like if you're a doctor and your patient was healed the natural instinct is going to be like oh i did it right i mean like my prescription is what healed them but no they admit they were like yeah there's nothing we could have did right Mm -hmm. and there's uh, yeah and if they're if you're if you're on medicine and there's a three percent chance it's the medication Mm -hmm. you can't use that as a miracle yeah it has to be completely I mean, it's amazing. I mean, and they happen all the time. Look at Lourdes, right? Mm-hmm. Our Lady of Lourdes, um, again, it's May. It's the month of Mary. She's awesome. Our Lady of Lourdes, there's been, uh, I think, almost 100 documented miracles by the team of doctors at Lourdes that was f- ever since the 1930s. And that's and that's just the ones that have been investigated for years. There have been thousands and thousands more other miracles that have happened of healings of people that have bathed in the waters at Lourdes, France, um, that haven't been investigated because there's just too many to investigate, you know? Yeah. Rock, what's your favorite? Uh... I don't know if I don't know if I feel a connection to any saint or miracles done by saints in the last, you know, hundred years. But I think I would say near death experiences are miracles. Mm-hmm. I think God allows them, and they. I think miracles are designed to give us a jolt in our faith, and near death experiences give definitely give me a jolt in my faith. And we know people that have had near death experiences. We know them personally, and then people we've researched on the internet. And just to hear their experiences and just how much more like vivid everything is in, 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 in heaven and how real everything is that the colors, like all their senses are just enhanced everything, like what they felt like love on a, on a scale that they've never could even experience, you know, living here on earth. It just gives me personally, it gives me hope and it definitely gives me a jolt in my faith like any miracle would. Oh, perfect. Um, you know, it's funny because people could always say, well, that's like a hallucination. It's just someone's I think the uh, the going theory of people that don't that don't believe is that like the uh, extra chemicals are releasing your brain at the, mm-hmm. the time you're dying. But that does not explain the fact that many times in these in these near death experiences, the people come back with knowledge they could not have had. Right. Like, how do you explain that? I, I believe one time it was in it might have been the UK. There was a shoe that had been on the roof of the hospital. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. There's a shoe. <laughs> There's a shoe that was on the roof of the hospital that had been there for like 10 or 12 years or something like that. And the person said they left their body and they explained all these things about what happened when their soul left their body with their experience. And then they mentioned to the hospital staff, by the way, there's a shoe up on the re- up on the roof and no one's been up there for years. No one knew it's there, but you might want to grab that. And they checked, and there was a indeed a shoe exactly where they described on the roof of the wow. hospital. <laughs> what kind of shoe? And I have no idea. Hopefully not Jordan, because that'd be a waste of money. A waste of a shoe. <laughs> plus, the, the shoe. plus the uh, like you talked about before, Dan, the the fruits that come of a near death experience it legitimizes it. I, exactly, near death experience legitimizes the, you know the fact that it was real and that it wasn't a hallucination because really the fruit of it is just 
um, really deep conversion. Oh, absolutely. Um, as Jesus said, by by its fruits you will know it. A good yeah. tree can't bear good fruit, and vice versa. Um, you think of all these people how they're much more spiritual. They don't mm. they, they believe in God. They're happier. They actually make real changes even, in even, their life. And they were probably agnostic or atheist. Many of them even were staunch atheists uh, before their near death experience. And, and, and near-death experiences, too, are, are, are really key rock because I think the thing that people fear the most in this life is probably death. Yeah. It's, it's like the unknown. You know what I mean? And uh, it's really hard to understand what happens when your you know your body shuts down, things like that. Um, and these near-death experiences are just um, almost seem to be a total confirmation of everything Jesus said about heaven, about its warmth, about its beauty, its radiance, the love you feel. And that's the one thing they all talk about when people have these experiences is intense, unconditional love intense unconditional love and that's literally the exact message jesus had for us that he loves us unconditionally no matter what even in our sins so much so that he would give everything and die for us and all we need to do is accept that and repent so we can get that love into our hearts because our sins kind of lock us from letting that love in and he will give us other miracles along the way i think my favorite i have tons of them but um one of the one i'm thinking of right now would be from saint padre pio um, there's a woman, I believe she's still alive to this day. She's probably in her sixties now, early seventies, late sixties. Her name is Gemma Di Giorgi, an Italian woman. She was literally born without pupils, born with no pupils, meaning like the little black dot in your eye, just for all those that are like me and had no idea what a pupil exactly was. <laughs> um, like I knew what it was, but I didn't know exactly where, Never mind. I'm just, I'm digging myself a deep hole now. Okay. The little black dot in your eye. I'm not a nursing student. <laughs> You don't have to be a nursing student to know what a pupil is. I was holding off on an insult, but that was the last straw. <laughs> so, you need to... Okay. Your pupil is what allows light to get into your body, into your your light to absorb... Your eye to absorb light and to get into your brain. She was born without them, meaning it is physically impossible to see without pupils. And, of course, she was. Being born without pupils, she was blind. She could not see. She was like three, four, five years old, somewhere around there. Had not been able to see her whole life. Padre Pio blessed her, uh, passed his hands over her pup- over her eyes and blessed them. And on the train ride back from uh, San Giovanni Rotundo, where St. Padre Pio was from, um, all of a sudden she could start to see things. She is still alive to this day and can see as well as anybody else. There have been many tests done with her, many interviews. She could do activities and see as well as anybody else still with no pupils if you look at her eyes there's been documentaries done she has the eyes of someone that's blind ever since padre pio blessed her that is one of the many twenty-seven thousand, in fact documented miracles that saint padre pio did in his lifetime and he just died in 1968 these things are, are medically backed they are scientifically studied um thousands of eyewitness accounts pretty much irrefutable at this point um and so we thank god for people like padre pio to be open enough mm-hmm. to his grace that he could use them to help us who are not so strong in our faith uh, for our doubts. And that brings me to one last question for you guys is um, the whole point of these miracles. Um, God will never do miracles to show off. In fact, the church does not canonize a saint based only on miracles because the devil can also do some pretty crazy supernatural things and or people can try to fake them or do it for attention. Rock, you said... Um, you need good fruits. Mm-hmm. Good things need to happen, need to come from those miracles. So um, I guess the whole point, what I'm trying to get at here is the only reason God allows miracles isn't even for the miracles themselves, but because of the the help in our faith that, that they give us to get, bring us back to the basics, to bring us back to the sacraments, 
to bring us back to the Bible, to the basics of our faith that are going to light us up from the inside out. Um, what's the problem with miracle chasing? What like what's what do you guys think is the so, so, some maybe a warning you'd give to somebody who gets a little too into the miraculous and not to the rest? That kind of reminds me of like dating someone just for the way they look. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, like that's gonna run and like it's it's fleeting. Like you it's can't just chase fleeting. miracles. It's, it's, it's just yeah. on the surface. There's no depth to it. Yeah, like right. they're um, awesome. And it's, and and it's just them. a means to an end, really. Yeah. And you're just only going to want more. Right. I feel like you, you could get burnt out really quickly if yeah. you're just chasing miracles. And if that was the only thing you had in your faith. Where I needed miracles to as a jump start. And even miracles now are like a little refresher. Because it's like we're running a marathon with our faith. And every time I hear about a new miracle, it's like, I feel like someone just gave me like a really cool lemon lime Gatorade <laughs> in the middle of my yeah. marathon. Like, you know, like it's awesome. It's a, I, I guzzle it down. I, I think about it and think how great it tastes. And then I just keep on running. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. Um, I guess the whole point isn't the Gatorade. It's the mir- It's the marathon, exactly. right? If you were just sitting on the couch drinking Gatorade all day, there's nothing special <laughs> yeah. about that. In fact, you'd probably have way too much sugar in your system. <laughs> but the Gatorade does give you the electrolytes to get through that marathon. And when you finish that marathon, I guess that's when the, the true glory comes in. Actually, you know, St. Paul mentioned that. We're in a race, right? you got to mm-hmm. keep the race, keep the faith. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm, we're going to quote Anthony on that, that uh, miracles are like the little Gatorade bottles that God gives you on your race to heaven, <laughs> your marathon to heaven. Can I put my, my Easter egg in? Oh, yeah. All right. So if you listen this long, comment lemon lime Gatorade on our very first Instagram <laughs> post. Like scroll all the way down. Go to our first Instagram post. I think it's like a nerdy picture of us in LBI. Near where, oh, yeah, where Maria yeah. Speranza used to live, by the way. Yeah. Um, so just comment lemon lime Gatorade, and then we'll pray a rosary for you. <laughs> Rosary's up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> any last comments? Any last words? This has been a fun one. A real spiritual, probably our most spiritually based one yeah, so far. It's very natural. And this is also fun. I love doing this with you guys. Um, yeah. Just a couple little plugs. Follow our TikTok. That's new. I don't know if we had it by our last podcast. We I don't know if we did or not, but tic- we're know. on TikTok now. Yeah, TikTok. Uh, again. Uh, YouTube, JMJ Missions, our Instagram, JMJ Missions, our website, jmjmissions.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're uh, Facebook, JMJ Missions, we're on all that. Please uh, feel free to share our stuff. That yeah. really helps us out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to give, you can give on our website. Uh, we have a little direction. We have to a GoFundMe. Uh, right? Yep. GoFundMe. Search JMJ Missions. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, all right. Well, guys, this has been a, a blast for our yep. viewers out thank there. Thank you, Dan. Thank, thank you. Um, a little, a little word, last word of encouragement. Um, the one thing people often say is, okay, if there's miracles, why don't they happen to me? And I have two answers to that. Number one, remember Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen yet still believed. It is much better, in fact, much a sign of greater spiritual maturity when you can believe in the Lord and do his will just because you feel the Holy Spirit inside of you. Just because you know it's good, you know it's the right thing to do, you feel that love, that spark from God inside of you. If you can do his will, pray to him, and live out the Christian faith just based on that, that is much, much more laudable um, than uh, to do it because of cool miracles, number one. And number two, don't be afraid to ask, and don't be afraid to be open to signs, but ask deeply from your heart for him to give you a little sign, and he really will. He will. It might take a few days, a few weeks, a um, few years even, a few months, but it'll happen. In fact, usually it's more like days. He'll, he'll help you out. So um, don't be afraid to ask for that little sign. Do it with humility. Do it with trust because um, sometimes our lack of trust can almost like block 
God from giving us the graces and signs that he wants to give us. Um, so with that, guys, I guess we will sign off. We will close with a prayer. Close with a prayer. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone want to lead? No, you take it. Take it? All right. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's just close the glory be. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. God bless.